Hi, Slip Angle listeners. This is Rob from Fields Auto Works and Fields Engineering. We're really excited to be supporting great content on Slip Angle, and we hope you'll find your way over to our social media pages to see some of the exciting work that we're doing. Fields Auto Works has Cardinal Coupes being delivered and Scioto Coupes in build for testing this summer, with more exciting models on the near horizon. If you're ready for supercar performance for under $70,000 or professional prototype speed for under $150,000, stop by FieldsAutoWorks.com to see what we offer. At Fields Engineering, we have openings for major builds, arrive and drive customers, and medium to large engineering projects. We have capabilities ranging from whole composite body scratch builds to 3D scanning and printing to trackside support. We're also thrilled to be supporting regular guy racing with Colton Wade driving in GLTC and the exciting new Future Frontrunners initiative to promote women in club racing. As a Fields customer, you get the combined experience of IndyCar builders, IMSA veterans, aerospace engineers, and lifetime racers working on your next big endeavor. If that sounds like a team you're interested in working with every day, you can also contact us about our open shop positions. Find Fields Auto Works on social media and at fieldsautoworks.com, and find Fields Engineering on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. podcast we're at track day picnic at blackhawk farms it's my favorite place at any racetrack in the united states i think and i'm here with uh, one lap of america second time second place finisher yes. alex moss two-time loser two-time one second lap place of america um <laughs> you had uh i continue to work on the car a lot since the last time that you've been on the show um you had a fantastic one lap um, tell me about the preparation that went into this year and how, uh, how things might have been um, like you prepared a little bit differently over last year or did you just kind of give it the same, same strategy? Um, there wasn't really any preparation strategy over last year. It was just we spent literally the last year trying to stop the car from breaking every single event. Um, and I think we talked about that on a previous podcast, but, but from... It made it through One Lap of America last year, through some miracle, and then it broke every single event until, like, September when it yeah. finally drove back on the trailer for an event. So prep for One Lap this year was really... Um, went to Barber in the spring. Car ran great. Car ran okay. Um, went to NCM in April, which is, like, two weeks before One Lap. And just like last year, it was... If the car survives NCM then it's going on one lap and if it doesn't then it's not and we'll come up with some other thing um this last year at ncm it kind of survived to the point where we were willing to risk it uh this year we won ncm uh car was really fast it ran really well and had no issues drove back on the trailer everything was great so um yeah, I guess in that regard, NCM went better than it did last year. And so. you, uh, you had a really, really strong NCM. Uh, you yep. were close to the street modified record. Yes. In a car that makes more than a hundred horsepower less than the record holder, um, two hundred th- less. <laughs> which I think is a testament to how fast uh, the cornering speed in that car is, because yeah. you lose a lot of time on those straights without that power. Yep. Yeah, we do, and and yeah, the car is pretty much dialed in, except for the power now, which is the next thing. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I I should note to anyone who's listening, both Alex and I have a cough, uh, and so we're gonna try and not cough into the microphone. We'll see how that goes. Um, but you and I went out at track day picnic, and we did. Uh, like a couple of 116s in traffic and then also a 115 where we had to pass a car and then there was a bobble at, at turn seven. So, um, Pass two cars. For, for those not in the Blackhawk Farms like universe, there is a record that is uh, held here by Andy Smedegard. Uh It's a standing start lap. 
which is you leave pit lane and you uh, timing here is done by autocross uh, timing. So you break the beam and you do a single hot lap. And Andy has held this record for, I think, almost 10 years. Yeah, 20. Well, I I think I, I don't know too much about this record, but oh, I yeah. think like 2014, 2015, maybe he said it in his Evo. Um, yeah, and, and he's held it for a long time. Midwest Council runs a lot of um, what they call high-speed autocross, and they run that kind of timing. And then when Track Day Picnic came along, we, um, we as in Central Wisconsin Sports Car Club, helped with timing a bunch and set mm-hmm. up the timing uh, in the exact same spots that Midwest Council did so that w- our standing start times are comparable to theirs. So... Um I, I want to pull this thread just a little bit more before we get back to one lap. Uh, like, uh, obviously, trying to take a record from Andy is always going to be fun. But uh, are, are are you doing it just to like goad him a little bit? I haven't, I haven't thought one little bit about the record since uh, <laughs> since we arrived here. I don't um, believe so. you at all. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's something that stood for a long time. Um, it's. Um, goad him a little bit i don't think so i told him i told him i wanted to try and get it off him this weekend we'll see if it happens or not and of course an andy style took all the venom out of it and just said oh yeah you should it should be easy (laughs) if you don't do it that's because you weren't driving well yeah basically yeah (laughs) as long as you don't suck you should be able to do that (laughs) which is which is just a horrible thing to say because like it it takes all the glory away from getting it and if you don't get it it makes it worse yep exactly (laughs) <laughs> so, <coughs> so, um, you get to South Bend, you got your setup, you run AO five twos again this year and, uh, you get ready for the wet skid pad, which is a really, really challenging event, especially perhaps on a tire that is not so great for running in the rain. Did you do anything to set the car up differently for that run no. So, well, even going back a week, so so after NCM, there's two weeks. So we have one free weekend before one lap started. So at kind of the end of NCM, Andy said, so coming up to the shop next weekend and to, to prep the car. And I said, yep, sure, I'll be there. Um, so I told my wife I was going to leave. Um, I left work a little bit early that Friday. I uh, was staying over Friday night and told her I was planning on coming home Saturday, but it might run into Sunday. Um, got up there Friday night car was already on the lift um we so and we started talking about what needed to be done and it was an oil change that we needed to do we needed to put the one lap wheels on uh which were lovely by the way yeah the chrome wheels big fan i need chrome wheels um the yeah put the one lap wheels on and put new brake pads on it and then we kind of ran out of things that we needed to do to the car because it was just working so (sighs) Prep was we spent we did a few other little things got some stuff on the dash all sorted out that that um, was a little nicer for the street um, stuff on the dash uh, we got some interior stuff cleaned up so we've got like nice panels now um, the the window switches are mounted and and all that kind of stuff um, and just some some kind of nice to have unnecessary things that that we did um, and then. On the way to South Bend, um, oh, the other thing that, that we did um, was we talked about the tire wear that we'd experienced the year before on AO52s. We're running AO52s again. Um, there was kind of no question that we were going to run AO52s. Um, but we got a lot of tire wear on, on the transits last year because of the weight of the trailer on the back. Sure, yeah. So we talked about, you know, after each track session, should we be airing the tires way up? You know, sure. From the the tracks back, and so that's what we did differently this year. Okay, is we put air in the tires uh, every time we have we left the track. Put air in the tires, got them up to forty psi all the way around, and then the first fuel stop, put them back up to forty because they cooled obviously oh, sure. from from being on track. And those tires looked almost new by the end of the week. They they looked great. They great. Now you have a set of time attack tires for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for a few events, at least. Yeah, should. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, unlike, I think, last year, this year in the wet skid pad, you guys finished, I think, pretty strong. We finished, I don't know where we finished. So the the, the way 
one lap works. Obviously, there's the the majority of the event is the time trial sessions, which is the three laps at a racetrack, standing and start. Mm-hmm. They also have five, four, yeah, five other events that are not time trial events. So those are the the dry skid pad, the wet skid pad, autocross, and then there is a, a drag race for who gets the fastest ET and a bracket drag race for who dials into their time and, and this and year goes an oval, which i guess was oh and, and an oval yeah and and yeah we had an oval but the the thing is is the front running cars are all dialed into the um the time attack portion of it and doing well at the time attack um and so overall points don't matter too much what you care about is each position you finish ahead of somebody you gain five points on them each position you finish behind them you lose five points to them so when it comes to like the 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 time trial events we're talking you know who's one two three four right you know kind of thing but when it comes to like the wet skip pad where the front running cars generally the front running overall cars are not winning that event what you care about is where you finished relative to the people you think you're going to be competing with at the end right so I think we finished 10th or 11th, but it, it really doesn't matter. It could have been 10th. It could have been 20th. What was important was we finished one place ahead of um, Tom, and yep. we finished, um, basically, we finished at top of all of the cars that we thought were going to be the front-running cars. So we did well. That's, that's a win for us. We don't care that 20 cars beat us, as long as those 20 cars are not cars that we think are going to be a factor at the end. In the time attacks, yeah. And you and I, I think, have argued a little bit about the following point, but uh, I think perhaps only mentally it helps a lot to not be on the back foot um, after the wet skid pad, right? So if if you had lost uh, to to Tom's team by six or seven positions, um, you you really have to pull out all the stops as soon as you get on track to try and close that gap right Right. away. Right, that's six positions you have to make up later, and that's definitely true. Um, but again, it's, it's all about the relative finishing positions, not the overall finishing positions that we care about. Like, um, you and I talked before you had the weekend or before you went on one lap and we kind of figured it was maybe obvious, but we kind of figured that in order to beat Tom and his ER one, uh, you needed to have like an absolutely perfect week. And so that was a great start. Yep. And, th- and then you went to autocross, I believe. Then we went to autocross. Um, autocross was was a strange event. I think. I think Tom ended up winning with his first run, and we were like fifth, I think, fourth or fifth. But Tom had the pace to go way faster and coned it away, and we had the pace to beat Tom and and hit a cone as well. So. It was this weird, odd event, and and a couple of cars got between us. Unfortunately, that's the other thing that that is unfortunate is if you once you know your finishing position relative to the other car, especially in weird conditions, which we had a lot of weird conditions, you start worrying about cars getting in that gap between yep. the two of you and and making a a second place a one two become a one six because right. that's a problem. So. Uh I think then the very next track you went to CMP. Uh, Nashville first. Nashville. Okay. Nashville was the qualifying event. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a weird event. So um, we all lined up in number order. Um, it, Brock, who runs the event uh, before the event, gives assigns numbers out to everybody. Last last year's winner always gets number one, and then the the team that Brock thinks is going to be fastest gets number two, and then next fastest, number three. And with a few exceptions for people who um, request numbers, that goes in number order of what Brock, how Brock thinks you're going to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock gave us number three uh, this year. Uh, I have it on good authority that that's because he forgot about us, and mm-hmm. we would have been number two <laughs> otherwise. But, but number three was pretty exciting that, that we got number three. Um, so the qualifying event, is what sets the run order for the rest of the week. Um, and so you for the qualifying event, you run in numerical order. So number one goes first, number, then number two, then number three, number four. Everybody gets their time, and then for every other event, it's based on the finishing order yeah. of, of that first event. So 
basically it gives Brock leeway to get it wrong. Um, sure. That that he can say, oh, this really fast car is going to be number 25. They do really well, and now they're up in the front, sure. front run group and running with the people you expect to be finishing with. So everybody in your group has the same conditions throughout right. the day. So uh, the, the curious thing, though, is I think it, it, it's... I don't think it's a universal law, but one of the consequences of running earliest in the morning is that seemingly if there is going to be rain, it tends to be like early. It can be. Um, we've had um, we've, we've had a number of cases where we've had a wet track and that track has dried throughout yeah. the day. But we've also if, had cases where pop-up showers will come in. And, that's true. And like the third run group gets a completely soaked track and we had a pretty dry track. That, happened at, that doesn't at, affect Nola the race as much though. Um, like no, it, if it was fun. wet overnight, right. um, it it could very well shake up the first couple of run groups. Yep. Uh, because by the time you know eleven p.m. or eleven a.m. rolls around, the track might be dry, and yep. cars that are in the back may be jumping in the middle between cars that were typically right. running at the front. Right, and that's what causes problems for big problems actually, big problems especially if I mean the the goal in in the weekend then is to to consistently keep it one, two or two, three or three, yep. four, right? Like not, not having any cars between you and your biggest competitor. Right. So actually on the way down, um, to, to the, the, to South Bend, um, to begin with, we're kind of talking about, you know, how the week might shake out and what dream scenarios might look like. And, and everybody who's done this is knows not to like, put all your eggs in the basket or assume that you're going to have finishes you expect. A lot of things can happen, but you know, everything goes as it should. Um, we thought we could be in a spot where the dry skid pad at the end ends up being a deciding event or right. a big factor. So um, we knew we would be strong there. We were on the AO 52s. Uh, we knew we should be able to beat Tom there. Um, we did pretty poorly on that event last year because we didn't, warm the tires up on the way um everyone else is driving like absolute lunatics doing burnouts and stuff like this over to the skid pad and we're like wondering like what these guys are doing uh we get there and we're on stone cold tires and have no grip and and the car just doesn't work so we um on the way to south bend we're talking about like how do we like make sure we warm up the tires let's make sure we warm up the tires for the the dry skid pad and it's like what about tire warmers? <laughs> so we start looking around and start shopping online on our way to South Bend. And it's like, you can buy tire warmers and there's a place that has them in stock. And so let's get those shipped to the hotel <laughs> in time for the dry skip pad. And we're thinking if we can be in touch by the time we get to the dry skip pad, that could be what pushes us over sure, the edge. Yeah. Um, if we had won the dry skip pad the previous year, we would have won one lap that year yeah like it it was that close that's so close Hi everybody yeah. <laughs> i'm late i was fixing scott giles's car with him um so 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 yeah our strategy was let's be in touch by the time we get to the dry skip pad that yep. was our, our plan and we knew we had these tire warmers waiting and we had the generator and all that so if i recall you've you finished nashville qualified P2? second two we thought we were P1, so we all lined up in number order. We went out. The first two pods of cars ran. We were first. Tom was second. We were all high-fiving ourselves, patting ourselves on the back that we got P P2. Lunchtime rolls around, and there's, like, car number 38 or something. This Tesla had jumped to the top spot and just <laughs> smoked everybody. To the point where it's, like, the first response was, that time legit? Because sometimes that, times really? get messed up. You know, but no, it was legit, and that Tesla was first all week. Um, but there's a hole that they climbed out of. They finished like 43rd or something on on the wet skid pad, yeah. And they could never, they like we. Tom said it um, after Nashville. Um, they could win every time trial event. We don't care as long as we're one two. They're so far behind after yeah, that right. wet skid pad. So that, it's it's definitely an event where, um, in order to win, every event has to go really really well it has no, to go especially nowadays parable to your competitors yeah. comparable to who you're fighting with yeah and so you you have a fantastic national event and then you go yep. to cmp 
go to CMP. Um, I think, I forget how it went, but I, I'm pretty sure it was one, two. Tom and us were one, two, both sessions. I think Tom got us in the morning and we got him in the afternoon. Yeah, I think you're right. Is, is how I think it went. I was watching that day on the, on the stream. So, yeah, so that day's a wash. We can, we can <laughs> basically throw that day away. Even Stephen. We yeah. lost five. Even Stephen. Off we go to um, Barber the next day. Was it wet at Barber? Nope. It was dry. Um, I drove Barber. Car got stuck. First lap in the morning, car got stuck in fifth gear, would not shift out of fifth gear. So I did three laps in, in fifth gear, got fourth. So it was first for Tom, fourth for That's pretty us. ridiculous in itself, dude. <laughs> I was pretty happy with it. Uh, and then the afternoon is one, two. And and we were in the lead overall at that point. So at CMP, I think we took the lead from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something must have happened at CMP. Maybe it was, wasn't was 1-2. Maybe it was like 1-5 or something like that. But we took the lead at CMP. We still had the lead after Barber. So I'm like happy. And I think you're I what? Like, give up the lead. At that time, you're like plus 25 or plus 30. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a huge lead, but it was a lead. And we'd never led one lap before ever. So that was like big. How many days us. did you lead? Three? Two? Three days, yeah. I think. And at the halfway point, we're in the lead. And, and at that point, it's like, okay, this is starting to feel a little bit real now that, that we've got the lead at this point and, and everything's feeling good. So then uh, from Barber to Hallett. Hallett. Yeah. So no, Matt, Lanier. Lanier. Oh, you, Barber oh. to Lanier. Same day. Same yeah. day, which is Lanier is across the street from Road Atlanta. So we leave Barber at like 1.30 get to Lanier at 5 o'clock. They've got this little... Or was it CMP? CMP, no, it's CMP Lanier. to Lanier. CMP. Because you wouldn't have backtracked. Yeah, C- yeah, you're right. CMP to Lanier. That's, yeah, that's how right. we got the lead. Yeah, yeah. Because, because... Because we dominated Lanier. <laughs> like, just like last year. Like The car just sticks to the road, and so we won Lanier. What's the strategy for the mini oval at, Rainier, at Lanier? Uh, give Andy the keys. No. <laughs> what does he, how does he drive that? Um, as he, tight as he can? Or? So, no. Actually... Uh, last year, yeah, it's tight. Yeah. As the, so it's it's like a bowl, right? So right. the further, it, it's flat at the bottom and then it's banked. Right. And they put, last year they put the cones right at that apron. Okay. So you just drove around as tight as you could to mm-hmm. the cones on, on the corners and then up to the edge mm-hmm. on, on the straights. This year they pulled all those cones in a little bit. So you kind of had a choice to whether you wanted to stay tight on the flat or stay off the cones mm-hmm. a little bit, extra distance, but take advantage of that banking. And the best part about this was there's no walking the course. You showed up and you ran. So the first time and people... only once. Yeah. The yeah. first first time any of the drivers realized that the track layout was different was when they dropped in the car into the oval to go line up. And it's like, oh, this is different. Okay, so now you're thinking on the fly what the strategy mm-hmm. is. probably half of them had done it last year, right? Right. Yeah. So Tom took, stayed tight to the cones. Andy decided to stay up on the banking. And, and I, I don't know if it was the better choice, but it got us the win. That's awesome. So now you've made your way through Barber, and you yep. have a 700-mile a transit. Yeah. So yeah, that's transit. one of the big upsides to qualifying high is uh, it, it virtually guarantees that you get a head start on the way to the next track. By right. hours. By hours, yeah, by like three hours. Um, versus our lowly Sunday Cup guy. Yeah, I bet they beat us to the hotel every night, though. Yeah? For those slow transits. We had to stop every 100 miles <coughs> to put fuel in the car. Mm-hmm. And because it was this, like, southeast route this year, um, uh, E85 was kind of tough to find. So we, I had, ahead of time, like, scouted out the exact route we were taking, the exact gas station we were stopping at to get E85, so that we could not run out of fuel, basically. Right. Um, and some of them were sketchy. Have you thought like, about doing flex fuel on the car? Uh, we could have. That was kind of the backup plan. Was okay. like Andy could tune it on the fly to right. to run pump if we had to. So it wasn't that. You don't scary. have a flex fuel sensor. No. Though. Right. No. Um, some sketchy gas stations in the middle oh of the night man. looking for that yeah. E, baby. Mi- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle of the Give night. Some of that good stuff, man. Uh, there's some ruckus going on in at this gas station and and then there's this one guy leaving and it's kind of you know in a uh a less privileged area that that we're getting gas and and so we've got this race car and 
and most people would like talking, like everybody was talking to us. Most people were super friendly. Oh, it's so cool what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. This one guy was leaving the gas station and going to his car, and he was like, that a race car? Yep, race car. Who drives that? And so we drive it. He said, I don't think you guys drive too good. And got in his car and left. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Nice> bud. <laughs> yeah, you better work on that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, it's a long transit. Nothing, nothing fantastical happens in, nope. in that long drive. No, I drove. I think I drove almost <laughs> all that transit um, because at that point, yeah, we left Barber, and it's like, okay, this is real. Um, it's time to go into less of like we're on this adventure mode and more in we're actually gonna do Planning what it to takes mode, to yeah. to try and win this. Um, so. You know, we kind of talked about that a little bit, and and not that it really changes anything, but but just you know, this is real, right? So anyway, I drove that. I think I drove all of that transit, which was pretty easy. Got us into to Tulsa. At, I think it was still like midnight that we got in. It wasn't that late. Um, and then Hallett the next day was absolutely pouring with rain, and and to the point where we were wondering if we were even going to get to run because of the thunderstorms and, really? and stuff like that. Yeah, but on some of the video and the streams, it looked wild. Looked right. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So we got... In the morning, Andy drove... Basically, Andy drove the whole rest of the time um, because of the weather. The gap between he and I and the rain just grows massively, and we're in this, like, let's actually try and win this thing. Yeah. Um, so... So he drove in the morning, car got stuck in fifth gear again, um, but he managed to keep in touch with Tom. And, and basically it was, it was Tom was first. We were like five seconds over three laps behind Tom, being stuck in fifth gear. And then the next car was like 25 seconds behind us. It, <laughs> it was grief. like just a massive oh my gap. Gosh. That's nuts. <laughs> so <laughs> in the afternoon... It was, we were kind of thinking again, all right, well, what if it gets stuck in fifth? He would have rather have been in fourth. So he, he said he's just going to leave it in fourth and rev it out and, and what have you. But the track had started to kind of dry. Um, so he ran it, stayed in fourth. That turned out not to be the, the right choice. And then the track just kept getting drier and drier and drier. So we started to get that filling in effect. And I think we ended up... 10 places behind Tom, something like that, and, and lost the lead. Then. That hurts a lot. That hurt a lot. Because half an hour later, they're still really fast cars. and Pretty fast cars, track. and yeah. they've got a dry track. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, so after Hallett, what's next? Hallett Park, just a quick, short, it, w- it was like a three-hour transit, um, super short transit, but it was pouring with rain. That was the sketchiest transit. So I had done the seven-hour transit, from a 10-hour transit from Barber to Hallett. And he did basically the whole, I think he did the whole three-hour transit from um, Hallett to Heartland Park, and he had it way worse than me. Just <laughs> that was like white-knuckle sketchiness the whole way. Man. The drag strip got rained out. Then then at Heartland Park, the drag strip got rained out. How so. do you think he would have done on the drag strip? Um... We prefer not to put the miles on the car. Yeah. So we're happy for the, the drag strip to... Do you think it would have been pretty quick, though? It would have been... Yeah, I think so. I think it... I, I would like to see what it would run. I guess it's going to be, like, mid-11, something yeah. like that. I would guess. I'll bet you it's faster than that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the or fastest blow, cars would, would be, like, mid-10s. That, that Tesla might be faster than that. Yeah. It might have been a nine-second car. That it could have been. Yeah. I think those are it probably, cars. probably actually the Tesla probably would be Hollis is like a mid ten right I think yep. um, Steve and uh, Tom and Steve probably would have been a low eleven I think mm-hmm. they would have beat us but I bet they wouldn't have beat us by that much right um, and then bracket racing now the problem was the biggest problem with with that was the transit after Heartland was to Putnam Park which was mm-hmm. five hundred and thirty miles something mm-hmm. like that it's a big one. Um, if we had done the drag racing, we wouldn't have. Normally, we're leaving the track at like one one thirty. We wouldn't have been leaving till like six six thirty at night. Um, an hour into our transit was Kansas City, so we would have had to deal with Kansas City close to rush hour traffic, and it's a time zone jump. Mm-hmm. So we were scheduled to get into Put- the hotel for Putnam Park at like three oh six a.m. Right. or something like That's that. Brutal. One o'clock in the afternoon. 
Brooks, there's still, from overnight rain, water seeping onto the drag strip, so he cancels the drag strip. We hit the road and take off, and, and we get there at, like, 11 o'clock or something. Nice. Something nice like that. It was... Yeah, that was a big uh, the gentleman's one lap for you guys. Yeah, it was it was a short one in terms of a lot of the transit. No crazy late nights. No, no, I don't think we had one. Uh, We certainly didn't have one beyond one a.m. I don't think we had one beyond midnight. That's crazy. Um, And kind of when you get to Putnam is when things really start to get challenging. Yeah. So what had this? um, Where did it happen? It must have happened somewhere at Heartland Park, um, but the basically the the diff we we're running a Ford Explorer diff in there. The eight so eight. the yeah the eight and eight diff. So there's modified mounts, and the way the mounts were made is kind of goofy. But it was this huge lever arm from where the the uh, mount mounts to the chassis to where the diff mounts to the mount. And then there's a big long bolt that goes up into that mount, mm-hmm. so you get this huge torque. torque force on this bolt, and it breaks up eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it broke uh, one of those front bolts. We only had the other one front bolt holding it in. Um, then, so at yeah, at Heartland Park, Andy found that that one bolt was broken, um, but there's a cross brace that goes directly beneath where that mount is at the front. Mm-hmm. So Annie kind of made, fabbed up this like bolt contraption that rested on top of that cross brace. Wasn't it using like a jack handle? No, no, that was the second one. Okay, that's a different one. Okay. So he had a bolt that went in there and it had a nut on it so we could adjust it. And okay. all that would happen is it would just beat that brace down okay. as the diff moved. So we, we dealt with that all through that transit. Um, Every every fuel stop, he had to go and like readjust it to it sounds like take up the slack. It sounds so bad. <laughs> it was really bad. These, I'm so anxious with your 100-mile fuel stops, and now you're fixing the diff. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And, it kind of leaks and you're stuck in fifth gear. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, and, and we for a while, the, like, the biggest thing we had on transits is on the transits, the drive-by-wire would just die. So you'd be going down the freeway, and then you'd have no oh. throttle. Right. So... The fix to that is reset the the ECU and then it will come back. But that also resets the trans and puts the trans in neutral. So you have to... And you can do this while you're rolling or no? Yeah. So we could restart the car while we were rolling. First few times we came to a stop, the trans has a thing where when you go from neutral to a gear, it will pick an appropriate gear. Okay. So it got to the point where we just start rolling. I, I would be driving... Thing would shut off. I get into the right lane, and he restarts it. I hit the gear, and we're good. Once we did that, and we were going from this was going from Barber to um, or from Lanier, maybe from Lanier to Barber. I don't know. We're on I forty mm-hmm. anyway, heading out from Atlanta. I get a text from Amir saying, "Hey, I just saw you guys going the other way on the freeway. Yeah, the green really stands out." <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of bizarre. But yeah, he was going to GTA. Yeah, GTA Road Atlanta. We're heading <laughs> from Atlanta. Right. So, drive by wire shuts off. Do the restart thing. Good. Get going. Two seconds later, drive by wire kills itself again. Do the reset thing. Kind of uh, slowing to this point, like forty miles an hour. Grab a gear. It grabs first. Oh no! So it just locks the rear end, and and then the revs start oh climbing. And that's probably where that diff bolt broke, is when yeah, it did that. definitely. That's the hardest torque you could put right. on that thing. And it's the opposite direction. Yeah. So after that, we came to a stop. Every time the drive-by-wire stopped working, it was come to a complete stop because yeah. I was not having it go to first again. Dude, this sucks so scary. much. <laughs> so uh, Putnam, you get some, uh, some like weather-related uh, uh, situations again, right? Yeah, so Putnam in the morning... So what happened was in the morning, um, we it's wet, like really wet. Line up. Um, if it would have been dry, we would have dominated that track. It's awesome. And he goes off on the outlap. Um, so five five cars in in the first pod, right? So you leave the pits, you go all the way around the lap. Every those five cars line up and start finish. So it's it's um, the Tesla because I qualified first. Tom. Oh, Tesla, then us, then Tom, then forget who was fourth. 
but then um, this this guy called Salil in uh, GT3 mm-hmm. who qualified well. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Doesn't sometimes struggles in the wet. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing to be ashamed of. It's no, I freaking know. hard it's to drive. Same as me. I just I just found it hard to drive in the dry. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Annie goes out. Um, they 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 had kind of set up this deal with the Tesla, right? That the Tesla struggled a little bit in the wet at Heartland. Um, so Tom said, "Hey, I don't want to get held up. Would you mind if I go in front of you?" Mm-hmm. Tesla says, "Fine." And we say, "You can only do that if we can go as well, because like we just want it to be a battle between yeah, us yeah, yeah. two, right?" And every time in the wet before, it would been one of us, the other one of us, and then way down the next person. Mm-hmm. So they all go out. Salil on the outlet like goes off and gets stuck. Annie comes on the radio. My fix for the diff fell out on track. I need and like gives me this list of tools that he needs. Oh, and by the way, one of those tools we don't have. You got to find it from somebody else. <laughs> but they're trying to recover this car, so we've got some time. Like, is, is he on track still? No, he was like off in the swamp somewhere. Got stuck. Oh yeah, yeah. So Andy's on track. Yeah, Andy's yeah. like waiting at the start line. Um, oh, so he hasn't gone yet. He hasn't gone, but waiting for the green flag as soon as they recover this this part. So I get over there with these tools. You're working on He's like grid. yelling okay, at me, run, run, run. No, it's not even. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's sort of no, in it's grid, not in but grid. It's, it's on the it's track. on the track. Yeah, we we did not ask. We just ran with the tools onto what is effectively a hot track to. What did yeah. the officials say? Well, cars are stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's stopped. They're trying to recover this other car. It's fine. Oh, my god, It's totally fine. What would have happened? We saw somebody else. So I think we saw somebody else on, doing something on hot track. What would have so happened if he drove with the diff? Well, he couldn't fix it. So he took off, and I've got video of it, and you just hear this clunk, 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 okay. bang, bang, bang. Is, and he's just he's babying this car all the way around. And it's Tom first, us second. 20 seconds back, the third place car. Was it wet? Something like that. Yeah, it was wet. Afternoon. Good grief, dude. And he gets it, and he gets like the fix fix with the jack handle, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets it. So it's instead of it just resting on that mm-hmm. race, we chop the, there's like this U bolt thing that, that holds our spare, spare tire on the trailer. Pulled that off, cut that in half, uh, put the hole through that brace, put that in there. So it's captive now. Use jack handle for spaces. Mm hmm. And it's it's all in there, and it's good. <laughs> Luckily, I think Pete Lindbergh is the one who brought cutting tools for some yeah. reason. Yeah, it's got to fit. You just start bringing stuff, right? You know? Just you got to fit. You got lots yeah, of I, room. I probably won't need this, but I'll, yeah. I'll bring it in. Somebody anyway. might need that. So he gets it all fixed, and um, good to go. Um, and it's a wet track, a drying track, drier than it was in the. It's wetter for us than it was in the morning, but there's more rain coming. After us. So they go out. Um, Andy manages to go off, um, so loses a fair amount of time, uh, and then the rain never came. So the track just dried and dried uh, and dried. Same story so again. it was Tom won, and I think we ended up like twenty third or something <coughs> like that, which, which is brutal. Effectively killed our one lap at that point. Yeah. Um, so we're still kind of talking to Tom, and and like he's he's still nervous about the the dry skid pad oh, i don't think i can get top 10 all that kind of stuff it's gonna be cold i'm like no nah, it's not gonna be cold we're gonna bring the heat to the the dry skid pad stuff yeah. like that just bring that heat dude yeah <laughs> all this kind of stuff and and so we we get to the get back to the hotel um have a couple of drinks the tire warmers have showed up so we like take take our spare tire off the trailer and go and cook that in the hotel room just to try them out stuff like that uh, next morning, get up, get over there, um, and we've got it all choreographed and planned out. That Andy like gets a generator and brings it over to the car, and someone's like, "What's that for?" And he <laughs> says, "For coffee." And we're like, <laughs> "You've got like a, a seven thousand watt generator to run a coffee machine?" And some guy actually had a coffee machine. He's like, "Let me plug it in." So he <laughs> starts making coffee, and then we pull out the the. Um, the tire warmers get the car jacked up, and and they happen to be green, like the exact same color as Super Nice, K. nice. How many eye rolls do you think you got when you pulled out the tire warmers? I got. Most people said so. So when we got to the wet skip pad, the Goodyear guys they had tire warmers on, 
So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, that's that's cool. Dave Ogba had, okay. had Taiwan was on. And then at the dry skin pad, he came over and he's like, I thought next year we'd see more Taiwan. Was I don't think it'd be just a week later. It's like, yeah, we kind of planned this before. Anyway, Nobody's done that before. No. <coughs> I mean, it um, seems like everybody was like, "This is awesome." Except one of the Toyota guys came over to me and he's like, "Oh, really? We're at that level now?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And then I thought he was kind of playing at first, but then then he said, "That's not really in the spirit of the event." And I, you know, I know, I know, and and then he said, "No, that's really not in the spirit of the event." And he seemed kind of annoyed by right. it, and that's the only person I and and to be honest, they have every right to be annoyed by it. It's not in the spirit of the event to do that, but but most people thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, Tom thought it was pretty awesome, which we were we were kind of worried what he would say. Uh, Tom and Steve, they both. Steve was like, "Well played, gentlemen, well played." Um, so how did you do? At first, we killed it. <laughs> so Annie went out on the... the so the, we, you run in reverse finishing order, so we ran second to last. We, okay. Tom was the only person. And I think the first average... So you do... You go one way, and then you go the other way, and they measure in G-force. It's not really. It's time that they mm-hmm. calculate to G-force. Um, I think the top finisher when we ran was like 1.1 g 1.11 g or something like that and and it's normally by hundreds of a g Mm -hmm. right and he went out went went one way the time came up it was 1.147 or 1.149 and you heard the crowd dry skid back go (gasps) like like this was a thing yeah went back the other way and got like 1.13 or something like that and so ended up not setting the record but but were, we were very close to the record, and we were like several hundredths ahead of Way the ahead. next person. Well, at least you finished strong. Yeah, cool. finished strong. And now you own some tire warmers. And now, now we own some tire warmers. Um, Tom finished eighth, though, so we needed him like 29th or worse and for us to win. Yeah. So he finished eighth, and, and they got their second win, and we got our second first second. loser. Second, yeah. second. Second, second. Yep. Bridesmaid. So, um, at least you're the best bridesmaid, though. Yeah, you're like the prettiest one. Yeah, that's right. Last year, <laughs> you had said that this year would be the last of the last one lap for Super K. Yes, now this what? year was the last one lap for Super K. You Not said that. Do it again. Is it? No. Yes, it is. Okay. What are you gonna do with yeah. the car? Uh, hopefully, set a whole bunch of grid life records. Okay. And then I don't know, bring it to like Honda meet every year and put it in the back of the garage the rest of the time. Okay. I like that idea. <laughs> you want to keep it as it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it will never... This I don't, is its final form? Yeah, it, it will never... No, it's not its final form. So there's another engine to go in it. Yeah, So, but I mean, you're not going to do big, crazy changes. It's not going to paint no. it yellow. <laughs> no, no, it's going to stay green. Yeah, I might get... It's getting a, a little beat up again, so I might like order another body kit for it and make uh-huh. it nice when it's not going to be competing a whole yeah. bunch. Um, at this point, it's one of the more legendary S2000s in the world, maybe? That's kind of wild. Um what do, you, do you ever think about that? Uh, sometimes. I, so I, one of the biggest disappointments for me is on two one laps with this car, yeah. on you know 6,000, almost 7,000 miles of transit, we've never seen another S2000 on the road. Like, never, really? never passed another S2000. Nobody's been like, yeah, one. dude. We get people waving at us, and you get like, but never an like a car will come barreling up on the, in the left lane and then just stop right next to you. Yeah. And you see the phones come up over the window yeah. and yeah. people taking pictures. But not an S2000. Never another S2000, <laughs> ever. That's funny. And so that's like one of the bigger like, disappointments. They're getting me. to be old cars. Yeah. Um, so you've got like uh, some more time attack to do with that car. Yeah. Um, Shoot, I had something I was going to say and I lost it. Go ahead. I think you put it in a museum, dude. Yeah. Get you some museum? glass panels you can make your garage or museum. Yeah, we could um, do that. I, it, it's been around for so long now. It's been green for, what, three years, four yep. years? 2020, it, it got painted green um, to attract a bunch of attention, and then COVID hit, and like we shut down. Like it, We weren't sure if we were going to be able to run it at all that right. year. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's I, a I, crazy I think thing. It, I'm glad that it's in its final form and you're not like, well, we're going to put a V8 in it now. Nope. You know? No, it's it's going to be K all the way. Yeah. To me, it's um, like it, when when you first put that DCT in, there was a bunch of drama around it in the street yeah. mod world, you know, and 
I think it was a group chat between the three of us actually, or maybe somebody else. Um, and I was like, man, to me, that's like the fact that you're going to take it on one left America. Now you've done it twice. Yeah. Uh, or three times. Three now. times. So yeah, it was car. yellow with supercharge. Yeah. And that, yeah. Um, and the fact that you've done it three times and it's so wild and it's so experimental. Like it's like the <laughs> most hot rod Honda of all time to me. <laughs> like it's the do everything Swiss army knife. Also not fun to do it in. Like it's probably, it pain- is fun. It but is I mean, fun. Like, that's a pain in your ass to drive several yeah. hundred miles in that car. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's luxurious, you know, it, it it's, like to me, it's like literally one of the ultimate Hondas of all time. And I think that's <laughs> so you. cool. Well, and uh, he and I were talking earlier. Of course, uh, if if power goes up, uh, you might want some more tire underneath. Yeah. And uh, I, I I forgot that um, Big Bad Wolf had quite a lot of tire. Oh yeah, yeah. When I asked Alex, can you put more on? He's like, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like Robert put three fifteens underneath, and I was like. Yeah. Great. 285s like ain't that much. So It's just 265s we run they're with grid light. 265s? Yeah, we run 265 AO52s. Cuz we don't there There's isn't not a, a good, good height, 285 yeah. AO52. What's what's the good AO52 that's bigger? 295. Oh, yeah. Is the yeah. is the right that's if we could run anything that's what we would run right now. Didn't you try the 285 Nanking once? He's running uh, today. Them this weekend. The, right, okay. testing them this weekend. Okay. I thought you ran them earlier. Mm-mm. Ran we a 215 with me in the car. And traffic fast. and a little bobble. So. You mean a 115? 115. So, sorry. Yeah, it's a 115. <laughs> yeah, you went 32 miles an hour around Blackhawk. 215. So, uh, yeah, kind of keeping uh, keeping Alex. Maybe uh, maybe put some bigger tires on in the future. <laughs> maybe there might be some. Maybe there, maybe there will be things you want to do with this car. You never know. There might be. You never know. But, but I do know. Of all the things that make this car not a street mod car, it's not the transmission. No, it, it might be that exhaust. It's the arrow. That, <laughs> the arrow and the exhaust that come out the side of the uh, yeah. the body. But um, I'm glad you brought it down here. Uh, did you manage to give him any ride-alongs? I gave Ava ride-along. I'm, uh, anyone who wants to come along, I'm okay. more than happy to, um, to give ride-alongs. I think Charlie's still got some vet buddies that are hanging out. I think they're, out, uh, they're, they're milling about by turn three, I think. Okay. So... Um, yeah, pretty wild. Well, thanks for coming, dude. We'll talk about anything else. Thanks for having me. Um, you guys ridiculed me when I got out of my race car. Yeah, that was on purpose. Yeah, I know. You're very mean people. I don't even know why I came <laughs> over. That's what Abe does every time you I know? post a video. Like, why, Abe's not why very you, nice to me. Either. What was wrong with the car? So, why do you go so slow? I, I will admit on the show that I am not a fast driver and perhaps never was. But I don't know if I ever was either. Everybody's pretty quick now. And but I'm, people are really fast right now. I'm feeling real off pace. Like, <laughs> but also, like, the car is kind of a... <sighs> I just did GLTC race one here this weekend, and there's only like six of us, okay, nine of us that took the start. But yeah, I'm just feeling off. I this needs it, to be a points event I got P4, year. but yep. there were only four finishers. <laughs> but to me, a big win is like, hey, finished. Finished. Like, yeah. a brand new experimental everything for me. So I'm happy with that. So. Um, what does the the rest of your racing schedule look like for the year? Where What events will you be planning to attend? Uh, I was going to be, I have a ticket for, time attack ticket for every event except uh, NGMP. Um, I'm okay. going to England next week, so I'm going to miss Midwest, unfortunately. Okay. But I believe the car is going oh, um, right. and the ticket is getting used. Oh, cool. Um, so That'd be cool. yeah, the car can't miss Midwest. So I love that. It'll probably go pretty quick. If somebody sets a record in it, are you going to be sad? No, cause I'm getting another 200 horsepower as soon as it's done. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually told Andy, go, go set the record and then give me 200 horsepower so I can get it back. Are you putting a built motor in? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's done. The motor's done. It's ready to go in. Um, it was, I think we we're at dinner one night. And and he said, "So what's next for Super K?" I was like, "I don't know. You tell me." Big motor, yeah. Okay, big motor. It's uh, rods and pistons or real crazy. Uh, just I think just just str- stronger, stronger K, okay. and it's two two. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Cool. Spin that thing to the moon, dude. Yeah. Uh, how is the transmission tuning nowadays? Getting closer. Trans and closer? is is shifting the best it's ever shifted. Oh. Actually, it feels great today. Like the downshifts. Uh, 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 super smooth. Like You're not locking up the rear axle no. for a second anymore. No, <laughs> I think we talked about that like a year gnarly. ago. Yeah, uh, the take up on like just a rollout mm-hmm. uh, that's still a little bit rough, but yeah, I, you can that, live with that. That got broken. Um, that that was perfect 
not long ago until one lap on one lap the car wasn't idling when it was hot it would when the car got hot it would just die so Andy f- fixed was trying to fix that on the fly and then ended up with this really high idle mm-hmm. um, and so he had to change some of the take up so it wasn't like slamming the clutches in and this high idle and that's what's made it gotcha. not super smooth but it was really good it was like OEM take up that's awesome such a while like, so. uh, at the start of one lap that's crazy and then we yeah. just made it worse and worse dude to me the trans is yeah as you said it's the it's not the thing that doesn't make it street money. Uh that's an OEM transfer that you can yep. buy for cheap, but man, you had to put a lot of hours in to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> like unbelievable, yeah. man. It was I if if either of us had known what was gonna be involved in it, I don't think we would have done it. Yeah. Gnarly. But now it's done. But now it's done. And so now you're you're hopefully gonna have a new engine in for Autobahn. Think? I think I think that's what we talked about. So don't quote me on that. I, I it's it's not going to be for Midwest. It might be for Autobahn. Okay. I don't know exactly when it's going in, but it's when Andy can fit it in. Well, the rate which no Andy rush. can put edges in. It's a lot. One yeah, it's, it, needs, day, it needs to be an event. It's not the getting it in. It's the taking it to an event where he can focus on that car and not the other 10 right, cars right. That, yeah. that he's bringing. Because yeah. when that car needs focus, it needs like a lot of attention. Yeah. They're literally campaigning, what, like six or eight GLTC yeah. cars right now? It's stupid. Yep. Busy, busy. Yeah. And at multiple events so far this year. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go back and try to make my car faster so you guys don't make fun of me. And uh, just drive. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just kind of out of it. Don't don't roll. We got some more shows planned uh, for tonight. I think we're going to do one with Colton and Lisa. Lisa. Um, We need to find a few more people in the paddock. This is track day picnic. We got to hang out, dude. Get everyone drunk first. Get get people drunk and then put the mics in their faces. Mm-hmm. That can be well, fun. You're, you're not going to be here, so you going home? Yeah. Okay. This is like my home track. No, I know, but I mean, I, c- I could go home. Are for you coming lunch. back tomorrow? Or no? Yeah. Okay. You could go home for lunch. I could go home for lunch. How far is it? Thirty? It's like forty-five minutes. Oh, okay. Dang. Jealous. Pretty, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Who you got to plug? Anybody? I'm going to plug Fields Auto Works, yeah. man. ASM. And we're going to plug ASM. Who else you got to plug? Anybody? Anybody giving you free stuff? Uh, so Zebulon we always plug. Um, they they make the, the car fast. Uh, ASM obviously builds the car. Um, and then TF Works always um, comes through when I need something and haven't planned ahead. Mm. Got to have those guys. Got to have somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, can I have a thing? Yeah, sure. I'll get it for you tomorrow. Right on. It helps to have that people. those people. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, sharing the weekend with us, and uh, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello. Hello.